in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 14. The Bible said, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Father, bless the reading of thy word tonight. I pray the Holy Spirit would have his perfect will and way. Help us to be sensitive and obedient. God, I pray most of all that you'd settle and, re- and Lord, just reaffirm things in our soul tonight that needs to be. God, help us, Lord, just to, uh, just to be reminded of some things tonight that is important in this day and this hour and for what you do. We'll love you, we'll praise you, and we'll thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to tell you tonight on the outset of this message that uh, that the sermon that I'm preaching tonight in this text here, when you look at this passage of scripture that we've read, uh, what I want to draw out of this text tonight is, is not really a precept or, or a picture, but rather it is a principle. And what I mean by that is the subject that I'm going to deal with tonight, and the subject within itself is not necessarily in this text. Now, most of the time that is just not the way that I preach, and I'm not criticizing anybody that does, but uh, the subject that I'm dealing with is not necessarily in this text, but the principles that apply to the subject is within this text tonight. And I think you'll see what I mean as we go along, but I want to preach a few minutes tonight on this subject, on why I'm still glad I'm an independent, fundamental Baptist. Amen? Why that I'm still glad that I'm that I'm an independent, fundamental Baptist. Now, I want to just say tonight, when you think about that title and that thought tonight, I just want you to know that the purpose of this message uh, is not to attack or slander those who are not an independent, fundamental Baptist. Uh, and it's certainly not tonight to have a malicious or a self-righteous spirit toward those uh, that may not be an independent, fundamental Baptist uh, uh, or to expose those. I really don't care about exposing uh, the heirs of those that may not be an independent fundamental Baptist. But the reason uh, that I'm preaching on it tonight is because uh, it's a very become a very controversial uh, subject in the day that we're living in. We're living in a day uh, uh, when contemporary churches are on an all-time high and we're living in a time when a lot of uh, other churches that we could name uh, uh, are, are dying by the dozen and even within our own realm and our own ranks uh, of independent fundamental Baptists, uh, what we're seeing is a decline uh, of those that are standing uh, upon that principle tonight. Uh, they're leaving the independent fundamental uh, Baptist movement uh, and the, many of them are going to different, uh, uh, the, some are going to Southern Baptist, some are going to Free Will Baptist, uh, some are taking Baptists off their sign uh, and so as a pastor, I think it's important uh, that there's some things that we ought to preach on uh, because you and I need to be reminded of it, a generation coming up under us, uh, we don't need to take for granted that they just know that this is right, but they need to be reminded of what is right. And friend, listen, that anything that is worth having is worth having a label put on it. Can I get an amen right there? but we're living in that day and so my purpose is to instruct uh, as to why uh, this is important and to help those uh, that may have questions tonight. There may be somebody here who says, well preacher, uh, what's the big deal about being an independent fundamental Baptist? I mean, uh, listen, uh, it really doesn't matter. Uh, listen, as long as you're a Baptist, uh, uh, that's all that matters. Well, I don't say tonight I don't believe that, amen? 
I'm not a Baptist by choice. I'm a Baptist by conviction. And I'm not an independent fundamental Baptist by choice. I'm an independent fundamental Baptist by conviction tonight. I've been that all of my Christian life for 32 years. Uh, uh, that's what I've been by the grace of God. Now I've got friends uh, who are Southern Baptists and I've got friends that are not even Baptists and I'm not here tonight to uh, listen to argue the point of that tonight but I will say this uh, if I believe there was anything more right than what we are then that's what I'd be. Can I get a witness on that? Uh, but I believe tonight we got it right. I believe independent is right uh, because Jesus died for the local church and we are a local church uh, and we're independent tonight simply because, uh, uh, listen, we don't have a headquarters, uh, uh, we don't have a movement, amen, uh, but what we are tonight is a local independent uh, missionary Baptist, fundamental missionary Baptist church. Uh, that means tonight that, uh, that we set our own, uh, uh, listen, we organize and we run uh, this uh, church the way that God uh, uh, leaves this church in an independent form. Uh, uh, listen, if I leave the church tonight, uh, listen, that there's not a headquarters that's going to send somebody uh, but the church prays and finds the will of God uh, we're independent for a reason isn't that right uh, we don't have to check in uh, uh, listen with somebody higher than, and ain't nobody hiring God can I get a witness on that uh, but we don't have to check into some higher official uh, or some county official to find out if what we're doing uh, is within the realm uh, of their pleasure uh, but we pray and we vote and we operate uh, in an independent form and fashion that's why we're independent can I get an amen and then we're fundamental because uh, we believe the fundamental doctrines and principles of the word of God are something that we're to be dogmatic upon and listen, the Baptist distinctives uh, and the Baptist doctrine is something that is not open for debate. Can I get an amen right there? And we're not changing because a hierarchy changes uh, or headquarters changes. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, listen, we're not part of, of any type of association uh, and so if the church down the road uh, if they want to say that you can have homosexual uh, preachers in the pulpit, that their business, but by the grace of God, we're not doing it here. Amen. Listen, we're not going. Listen, we believe the fundamentals of the Word of God. Amen. And then we don't have the time to go in tonight, but we're Baptists. Because if you know Baptist history, the martyrs, the blood that was shed so that you and I, uh, my friend, could, uh, listen, we're not Protestant. We never come out of the Catholic Church. We never protested anything. Uh, Baptists have always been, uh, listen, friends, to the operation and beginning of the church, uh, they've always been. So all of them words tonight mean something, don't they? And there's a generation sitting here, young people tonight, you need to know that you're an independent, fundamental Baptist. Moms and dads, you and I tonight need to reinforce the thought, the doctrine, the belief that being an independent fundamental Baptist is what's right. So we're living in a day when there's preacher friends of mine that have taken it off their sign. They, they changed it. They said it's not a big deal anymore. But I want to tell you something, it is a big deal tonight. The principles is what we've always believed. I'm not going to do that to, to get a crowd. I'm not going to do that to get a, a, get a, a bigger paycheck or a salary. And I don't believe you want that neither tonight. But I'm simply saying these are truths that we've got to stand upon. And the principles of what we believe is found in this text tonight. Paul is writing to Timothy 
Timothy here in this passage of scripture and he gives him this word in verse number 14. It's the word continue. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast heard, learned and hast been assured of. And I want you to see four principles tonight as to why that I'm still glad after 32 years, I'm not ashamed of being an independent fundamental Baptist. I don't apologize about that. I'm not gonna bow my head. Listen, there's a lot of them that's made fun of of us. There's a lot that have left and they blame the independent fundamental Baptist movement. But I'll tell you now, I'm gonna raise my hand and I'm gonna say, thank God. I'm glad God saved me. I'm glad he put me in an independent fundamental Baptist church. And after 32 years, I'm still glad to be one tonight. Amen. Now I'm glad God got me before the Baptist did. But I sure am glad the Baptist got me. Aren't you? I want to tell you tonight, now you can go ahead and say amen or oh me, but don't be ashamed to say amen. Brother, we ought to have some convictions about what we believe tonight. And I've seen people say, well, I had a bad experience uh, in an independent fundamental Baptist church, so therefore I left and I, and I went and joined a Southern Baptist or a free will Baptist or, or maybe I went and, uh, and I just joined one of them no-name churches. You know, you know what that's like tonight? I mean, that's like, that's like drinking a Coke, bro, Brother David, uh, and you open, the, uh, you open the lid on that Coke and you drink it and maybe something was wrong with it, you know, uh, and you got sick on it. You know what that's like? That's like drinking a Coke and getting sick on it. And saying, you know what? I'm not never drinking another Coca-Cola the rest of my life. In fact, I'm not drinking a Dr. Pepper. I'm not drinking a Sprite. I'm not having anything to do with Coca. I'm gonna start drinking Pepsi. Amen. I mean, God help you. But I tell you, I was a Coke man, but one time, Brother Danny, I was a Coke man one time, but I tell you what happened, I drank a, I drank a Coke and I got sick on it, I had a bad experience. I, I listen, either the Coke was bad or maybe I didn't like the way it tasted, amen? I mean, sometimes uh, we do have bitter experiences in church, let's just be honest, uh, and sometimes things don't turn out the way that we want to, and sometimes some people have a bitter experience uh, because they don't like the preaching, amen? Uh, but you know what, you don't blame the whole movement uh, uh, because you had one, I don't stop drinking Coke because I drank one bad Coke. Isn't that right? I sure don't start drinking Pepsi. I know I'll get an amen here. Do you know why that's the way a lot of people are? Well, I'm gonna change labels because I had a bad experience. Or maybe you're worse than that. You say, well, I'll just start drinking beer and Coke and everything because it really doesn't matter. Isn't that the way people are today? It doesn't matter if you're an independent, a Southern Baptist, or, a, or, or if you're a free will Baptist. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're, if you're a Methodist or Presbyterian. And, and listen, I know there's good people in all of them, but I'm telling you, listen, if you've been given the light of the scriptures and the word of God, then stand for where you are. Stand for what you believe, amen? I mean, listen, you ought to put a label. Don't be afraid to be labeled in this day and time. No saying is, if I had a good dog, I'd at least name it, wouldn't you? Isn't that right? I told my wife, I said, if I had two dogs, I'd name one booger and the other one ugly. Amen. That's right. That's what I named both of them. And she didn't let me name the children. Amen. <laughs> but you know what? It, you don't, don't be ashamed of your name. Right. We're living there. You say, well, preacher, why are you so dogmatic about being an independent fundamental Baptist? I want to say, first of all, you have the first principle I see in this in verse number 14 that Paul gives to Timothy, and it's the same principle that I see in our movement. It's steadfast. Amen. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. When you think about, listen, tonight, being an independent fundamental Baptist is not a movement to me. It is a message 
message, amen? It's a mandate. It's what we believe. It's who we are. It's what we stand upon. And that's not a movement to me tonight. I don't care if they all go crazy. I'm still one of them tonight because I believe in the message. I believe in the, I believe in the mandate of that. And here in this text, what we see is that Paul passed down to Timothy. First of all, he passed down the truth. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Do you realize that everything, I can say this, maybe others cannot, but I'm sure there's some that could testify. Everything that I've learned from the word of God and the preaching of the Bible, I've learned it in independent fundamental Baptist churches. Now that doesn't mean you can't learn it somewhere else, something else, somewhere else. But I thank God for the truth that I've learned in the independent fundamental movement. And I'll tell you, I think about the steadfast, the truth, steadfast, uh, it has been taught. Look what he said. He said, thou hast learned and hast been assured of. It's been tested. He said, listen, the things I've given you, what things had Paul given Timothy? Well, he didn't give him money. Isn't that right? We know that Paul didn't have money. He didn't give him fame because Paul spent most of his time and ministry in prison. He didn't give him freedom. We know that he didn't give him that. So what did he give him? He gave him truth uh, and that truth had been tested and and that truth, my friend, had been taught to Timothy. And Timothy held the truth. Uh, the Bible said, buy the truth and sell it not. And I thank God for the truth uh, that I've heard in the independent fundamental movement. I thank God for the preaching. Uh, listen, I thank God for the men of old uh, that have been faithful men, former men, who stood by what was right. Uh, I think about the steadfastness of that movement, the message, and the mandate. And he said it had been testified. He said, knowing, watch this, verse 14, of whom thou hast learned them. You know, every time somebody attacks the independent fundamental movement, you know what I think of, Brother Laddie? I think about preachers like Brother Biddle. I think about preachers like Brother Cape. I think about preachers like Brother Stenick Blue, Brother Oliver B. Green. I think about men like Brother Lester Roloff and Harold B. Seitler and Dr. Lee Robertson. I think about men like R.G. Lee and B.R. Lakin. Some of those names some people here may not know, but I promise you, you could think of some faithful men in this movement. You see, I don't want to put my eyes on the ones that have fallen and put my eyes on the ones that maybe have veered off in some doctrine. I think about the men that did not change. I think about the men that taught me that stayed faithful to the truth. Sure, we could all talk about people tonight that have fallen off in sin, that's went the wrong way, but what about the ones that are still being faithful and still being true? I remember Brother Johnny Pope years ago uh, telling the story about a man and his little boy was standing outside one day at one night and they saw that shooting star and that little boy was so troubled by that star. He said, Dad, he said, that star, it fell. It fell out of the sky. Boy, it troubled that little boy that night when they went to bed. Uh, he couldn't sleep because of that one star that had fallen. He said, but Dad, he said, where did it go? Uh, and what happened? He said, it just, it fell out of the sky. And the dad said to the boy, he said, son, he said, don't worry about the one that is falling. Just keep your eyes on the ones uh, that are still shining. Amen. And can I tell you something tonight? Uh, there's been people that have fallen in our ranks, uh, but don't you thank God for those uh, that had, had their hand to the plow and stayed faithful to God. Uh, they finished their course uh, and they left behind a good testimony and a good example. I'm talking about the principle of steadfastness. You know, uh, Probably nothing more disheartening than when you see people change. Is that right tonight? Brother, I'm telling you, 
I'll never forget Brother Cape telling me something one time. You know, he, he never would. Uh, and I would have took it. If he had gave it, I would have took it. We have the greatest relationship I think any pastor and former pastor could have. And I remember one time I broke my ankle here and or tore ligaments in it and we was at the hospital. I was on crutches. We went to make a hospital visit and he went with me and he was getting pure joy out of he could walk ahead of me and turn around and have to look and that's what he'd do, turn around and look and wait on me. He's loving that because I slow and he is fast for the change. And some lady come by and she said, sir, she said, if you want me to get a wheelchair, she said, I can let your dad push you in this. Uh... <laughs> I said, ma'am, I'll crawl before I let him. I said, because he'll go back to church and tell everybody I pushed my poor old pastor through the hospital. Boy, we laughed about it. But you know what I think about faithfulness? Men that would not change. People that were steadfast. Brother Kate gave me some advice one time and he said, you know, he said, no, he said, if there's anything I could tell you, he said, just always stay in the bounds of the scripture and preach the word of God and don't ever preach yourself in a corner by preaching something that's not in the Bible. Amen. I think that's pretty good advice, don't you? I think that'll help you down life's way. What I'm talking about is men that held to the word of God and the reason I'm glad to be an independent fundamental Baptist tonight is because we still believe what we started out believing. Amen. We've not change because of the course or because of the times but we've stayed faithful, we've stuck with it, thank God we celebrated 59 years of the anniversary of this church and I'm glad we're still where we was at when we first started, amen we still believe the fundamentals of the faith, amen Steadfast. A second principle I see here is that of, of sacredness the Bible said in verse number 15 and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise and the salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Notice the growth of his sacred teaching. He said that from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. You know why it's important to be what we are tonight? Because you have children. And the training of your children depends so much on where you take them to church. Now the church cannot raise your children. Somebody say amen. And the church is not responsible if to a degree we are, but we're not completely responsible, neither are you, as to how your children turn out. They do have a will and they can choose to live for God or not live for God. Now I want to tell you, don't come to me after service and say, well, if I raise them for God, they'll live for God. They still will have to make choices for themselves. Isn't that right? And if they don't live for God and you did what was right, don't spend your days beating yourself up because it's not your, listen, they're grown adults and you can't make adults do right. They have to decide for themselves, but listen, you stay where you've always stood. You stay with what you know is right. You keep on serving God. Listen, what he says here is that it's sacred to Timothy that from a child, Timothy knew those scriptures. Timothy's mother and grandmother, they kept him in the right way. That He had longevity in where he was taught and by whom he was taught. And can I tell you that's so important. Amen. Y'all still with me tonight, aren't you? I mean, it's just, it's just five minutes till six in Alabama. We're still way ahead. You know what, tonight? It's important where you take your children to church. And what is so amazing is we're living in a time when a lot of times parents get weary and they give in and they let their children choose where they're going to go to church. A spiritual decision should not be left up to teenagers. Somebody say amen. 
And I'm going to say tonight, the sacredness of raising your family in a good church, you can't put a price tag on it. Don't sell a good church for more money on the outward. Don't sell a good church for a softball team or a baseball team. I'm not against people playing ball, but I'm against them playing ball and missing the house of God. I'm against them playing ball and getting out there and getting caught up in all the, the competition in the sports system of this world and listen, throwing their spirituality out the window. You know what I'm saying tonight? I still believe that. I'm talking about, listen, the best experiences and the best memories that you'll make with your family, you'll make them in the house of God if it's a good place. The governing of his sacred teaching, he said this, they're able to make thee wise unto salvation. You know, one of the things when our children was growing up I wanted, I wanted them to have their own spirituality, their own walk with God. I want God to be real to them. I didn't want it to be mom and dad's religion. I wanted to teach them right, train them right, but I knew there'd have to come a time when they'd have to learn to believe them things for themselves. When they were small, I said, they'll do this. They said, Dad, why? Because I said so, amen? And they said, well, why? I said, because the Bible says so. And then when they got a little bit older, I said, now listen, here is what the Word of God says, and this is why we do what we do. And it's not because your dad's a preacher. It's not because uh, uh, you're, listen, we're, uh, uh, we go to a church, and I'm a pastor, and I have anything to do with that. It's because we're Christians, and we believe the Bible, and this is what the Bible says. Uh, and we're doing this because we're not doing this for, for somebody. We're not doing this to be seen. Uh, we're doing it because, uh, and I didn't teach them, hey, that, that you have your conviction, and I have mine. I told them this. I said, hey, we have Bible convictions. Amen. We believe what the Bible says. And listen, we believe it because it's in the word of God. I'm talking about building a foundation. You got to have fundamentals if you're going to build a foundation. What about a day we're having churches that says, come as you are, do as you please. We'll find what you want. There's no fundamentals in that tonight. You come to Bible Baptist Church, it just is what it is. Can I get an Amen. We are what we are. We're not changing if the president showed up tonight. Amen. We're not changing. Listen, if some banker walks in here, boy, wouldn't it be nice if a banker came in here? If there's one in the building, please see me after the service. Amen. Uh, we hope you join the church. I'm just not, I'm not gonna lie to you. We hope you join, write a big old fat check, amen, and pay for everything we need to do for God. I'm not kidding. I mean, I've been praying God to do that anyway, but I'm gonna be honest with you. If the banker comes, uh, he's gotta hear the same sermon. We're not gonna water down the sermon. We're not gonna change everything we are just because somebody shows up. Can I get a witness on that? The sacred, and then I want you to see a third principle, and, it, and, and the reason why I'm glad to be an independent fundamental Baptist is because it's scriptural. He said all scripture, now he's talking about the word of God here, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now he's talking about, he's telling Timothy what the word of God is, all scripture. And tonight what we are is, is based on the scriptures tonight. You see, we don't have a headquarters. Can I get an amen? We, don't, we're not, we didn't join an association. We didn't join a movement. I know we may use that word loosely, but we're not, we're not calling the brethren to find out what we're gonna do. Can I get an amen? We're not rebellious tonight, but the local assembly prays and, and seeks the pastor, seeks the will of God, and the deacons come together, and we, we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and we do what God wants this local assembly to do. That's the, that's the privilege of being that tonight. You say, well, preacher, the Bible talks about all scripture here, and can I tell you, whatever you do as a church ought to be scriptural, isn't that right? 
That's the principle we're living by as a church is we want to do it if it lines up with the word of God. And may I say this tonight, I think, uh, I think we're right to be an independent fundamental Baptist church. You say why? Because we have the right scripture. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Brother, listen, we don't believe in the NIV or the K, uh, listen, the, uh, listen, the New King James Version. Uh, listen, we don't even believe in the KJV. We believe in the KJB, amen? Because it's in the Virgin. It's a Bible, isn't that right? It's the Bible God uses for English-speaking people. And I believe that tonight. And we stand upon it without apology. We've got the right scriptures. Uh, and listen, we're not gonna twist the scriptures. And we're not gonna, listen, I don't like it when a preacher gets up and says, well, a better rendering. You know, I was listening to radio the other day, and y'all pray for me. I got plumb mad when I heard it. And I tell you, it was Chuck Swindoll. And, uh, and he was preaching, and he said, uh, he said, now, you people that have a King James Bible, I said, oh, that's me. And he was preaching out of John 14. He said, now, you people have a King James Bible. He said, I hate to disappoint you. He said, but there are not no mansions in heaven. I said, well. How smart is Chucky? Amen. I'm not picking on him. It just made me mad. I'm probably still a little mad. Y'all pray for me. But I don't like it when people fool the Bible. Don't try to give me some better rendering. Brother, you go back and study William Tyndale and you study those men that, that, that helped tra the translation of the Bible. There ain't a man walking the earth right now. Do you know that? There's not a man walking the earth right now that's got more, had more, has got more brains right now than those that translated the word of God. Many of those uh, could speak eight and 10 and 12 different dialects. Uh, they were well, they weren't, they weren't idiots. They weren't dummies. Uh, and then the Lord uh, had a hand working in that and helping them in that translation. And what liberals, uh, they believe in inspiration but the problem is uh, they don't believe in preservation. Now, if God is big enough to inspire his word, then you know God's big enough to preserve it. That's what he said in the book of Psalms. Uh, he said, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Uh, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forevermore. Now, I'm gonna believe the Bible, amen? And if my Bible says uh, in my father's house are many mansions, uh, I hate to disappoint Chucky, amen? Uh, but I do believe when we get to the other side, uh, I'm not looking for a room. Uh, I'm looking for a mansion, hallelujah. I just believe the word of God. And I know to a lot of those higher theologians, we're just probably a bunch of dumb country hicks. But just leave me alone, amen. Because I'm enjoying my Bible, amen. I don't say that, we've got the right scriptures. We, we have the right standards. You know, I'll be honest with you. Now, we don't have everything like it should be. Would y'all say amen to that? I wished I had all my life the way it's, I'm working on it. Or should I say he's working on it. There's always something. You know how the Christian life is. You get one thing fixed and then he shows you another thing. And then every now and then you have to fit, refix something because of the flesh that you fixed a hundred times before. Is anybody else like that? That's just, and it's, a, it's just a constant battle, but uh, the only way to, to win that battle is get up and die to yourself every day and say, God, I, I just surrender to you and die to self, and I don't want to do anything this old flesh wants to do. And I'm telling you, listen, I'm not going to conquer this flesh until I get to the grave, but I'm going to fight it until I get to the grave, amen? And one day I will conquer it whenever he calls us out on resurrection morning or takes us away in the rapture. Thank God that robe of flesh I'll drop and rise and I'll seize uh, the everlasting prize. Uh, uh, but until then, uh, I want to tell you, friend, I'm glad we got the right standards. I, I tell you, I thank God for an old-fashioned Bible-believing church where I'm glad we still have the right standards. I, I'm not being mean tonight when I make the statement, but it's sad. 
It's sad the condition our churches are in today, the worldliness of our churches, the, the depths that men, and I really believe men of God will have to give an account for what they've let go on in the church. They've let things come in the house of God to try to keep the crowd or keep, maybe to get a bigger crowd. I, I don't know, but can I tell you tonight, keep your children in a place where they still keep it right and tight and keep it holy. Keep them in a place. I don't care how. Listen, when people leave, uh, they always want to make fun of this. And, 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 and But I want to tell you, just stay with it. It's work, friend. Just look around at people who have raised their children. Whose children are already raised. And I know you could always find somebody. But look at those who have turned out right. I promise you, if you lower the standard, if you drop it, if you go somewhere where it doesn't matter, where there is no standard, you know what happens? You may Your children may still go to church, uh, but they'll be, you'll lose them spiritually. You got to keep them in a place uh, where God is working in their life uh, and there has to be standards, amen. I want to say tonight, I thank God when I got saved, my preacher came to me, so I'm glad you saved, but you need a haircut. And don't, y'all don't die on me. I'm, I'm only going to preach about 35 more minutes, amen. Hey, no, I'm just, he said, he said, I'm glad you got saved. He said, now let's get that haircut, boy. And boy, we got a haircut. And then he said, I'm really glad you say, but he said, now let's get rid of that skull. <laughs> Amen. I got, y'all don't dip, do you? No. Okay. I know you said no, but everybody else didn't say nothing. <laughs> I went on visitation with a can of Copenhagen in my back pocket, and he said, what's in your back pocket? And I said, a can of Copenhagen. He said, okay, let, let me see that. We was driving down the road. I thought, I, honest for God, I'm not kidding. I, I'm not being funny when I say, I thought he was going to get a dip. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know it was, I didn't think nothing about it. You know, everybody in our family either smoked, chewed, or did smoke something, amen. I mean, they smoked everything. You know what I'm saying? From cardboard to wacky weed, they smoked it all, amen. So when he said, he said, let me see that, I thought, well, I hope you don't get it all. <laughs> just, just a two-finger, not a three-finger dip. You know what he did? He dropped his window and tossed it out. Son, my mouth hit the floorboard. I was like, like $2 a can back then. He threw it out the window. He said, boy, you don't need that stuff. He said, we can't go on visitation. And I, think I didn't have none in my mouth, but he said, you can't witness to people with that stuff in your mouth. And he's right. Now, if you dip tonight, I'm not beating up on you. I'm praying for you. I mean that. Because if you've ever done it, you know it's a hard thing to lay down. And uh, it wasn't for me because I didn't have no choice. I didn't have no Copenhagen and I didn't have no money to go buy no more. And so, uh, but you know what? That's just the way they work. I thank God for that. Well, I'm telling you, I, I don't police people, but at the, if I ever come to you about something, please know I've got your best interest in mind. I'll never come to you to try to run your life or dictate your life. I come to you because I think it's serious that we're to watch for the souls of those. That, that's what Hebrews said. A pastor is to watch for the souls of people. He's to pray for the membership. And, and, and listen, I may not get to every hospital visit. I'll tell you, I promise you one thing. I will pray for you. I will call your name out in prayer. I pray for your children, your grandchildren. I pray for their souls, their salvation, your spirituality. Those are things that I think are serious but what I'm here to tell you tonight is that thank God we've got the right standards we got the right songs somebody say amen 
Now we do have to change a few words, amen. I like, I think it's old time religion. I don't know if it's that song, but we don't baptize them everyone. It's Lord fill them everyone. Amen. I had a man come to me one time. He said, you know, you, you said you're an independent fundamental Baptist, but you got Church of God songbooks. I said, well, if you sung out of a, I'm not gonna say that, but I said, we just like the songbook. Amen. How many of y'all like the songbook? I like everybody will be happy over there. Amen. I like, I, like, uh, I like that old song uh, when Jesus comes in the cloud. Amen, I mean, that fires me up and makes me want to shout. I mean, call, listen, I'll just plead guilty to it, but I like them old songs, don't you? Uh, I like that old song. Uh, I'm trying to think of it right now. I remember the day. Amen, I never shall forget the day. I see it. I like them old songs. Amen, I like other songs, uh, but I like the songs that's in that book. Uh, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, I'm not being critical, but I don't want to get up here and sing the doxology or bind us together, Lord. Uh, I don't want to get up and sing the hallelujah chorus and I mean, I hear it and I love it, but when I go to church, I mean, just sing me one of them old songs, amen? Just sing me one of them old hymns. I'm telling you, listen, we're not gonna change our songs. We got the right songs. And I'll tell you, we, we got the songs that talk about the blood. They talk about the blood of Jesus, the grace of God. They got doctrine. They, they talk about the Savior. They magnify him. I don't want one of those songs uh, that just plays on people's emotions. Uh, I don't want them, one of them songs. Uh, it's one of those 7-Eleven songs, you know. Uh, I don't want one of those type of songs. Uh, uh, listen, uh, this, is not, this, is not a, this is not a bar, amen. It's not, this is not a honky-tonk, and we don't want it to sound like a honky-tonk. Somebody say amen. I like instruments, don't you? Uh, and God likes instruments because they're in the Bible, amen. But I'll tell you something, it's not a honky-tonk and it sure ain't no rock concert. Somebody say amen. I'm just simply saying, and we don't want to flirt with that stuff. Isn't that right? We don't need Melissa. It's not to see how close to the line I can get and be like them without being them. Oh no, it's how far away from that crowd can I get. I do not want to be identified with them. I'm gonna tell you why. A lot of guys have come to this place. Well, my church won't go for it. A song leader, he's been doing this for years and he's never gonna get out of, he's never gonna quit singing them songs. So let's just take a little bit of this, what we are. And let's take a little bit of what this new age movement is and let's just blend it. So we try to make everybody happy. I don't believe that. Again, I was listening to a good radio system. I was listening to the radio last Sunday while I was throwing up. <laughs> I was going to try to have some kind of church at home and I was listening to the radio and the preacher said, somebody asked us if we are a, a traditional church or a contemporary church and he said, he said I, I told him we're a Bible church. I said, well, why? in my mind, of course I'm talking too because there was nobody there. And I said to him, I said, well, why didn't you just say a Tell them that you're, if you're a Bible church, why didn't you just tell them you're a concern or traditional church? Isn't that a Bible church tonight? Are y'all still with me? You see, people don't want to label. They don't want to be called something. They're afraid. Well, we're just, we're just, he said, we're just a little bit of both. And I'll tell you, you can't have the, those, both of those worlds. They, they're like oil and water. They just don't mix. Amen. I want to tell you something tonight. I'm proud. I, we're not traditional. You know what we are? We're old-fashioned. Amen. And you know what old-fashioned is? Uh, it's everything between the covers of this King James Bible. That's what old time is. That's what old-fashioned is. Uh, we're old-fashioned, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing. Uh, 
we believe it. Isn't that right? And we're gonna, listen, we got the right songs, we got the right service, and we got the right sermons, and we're not gonna change. We still believe in repentance, amen? We're not Calvinists. We got the right soul winning. We still believe in knocking on doors and missions and sending out missionaries and taking up money for missionaries. Listen, then we don't send our money to a headquarters. You know what we do? We take them missionaries home and we send them out around the world, amen? We got the right soul winning. Door knocking is right. I thank God in this church that people knock on doors. And there's some, I know you can't come on Saturday. I'm not beating up if you don't come. I, listen, I don't care. I mean, we, I thank God we have a good crowd every Saturday that we go. 35, 40 people every Saturday. And I, I praise God for that. Thank you for coming and caring. And others can't come because of maybe work or, or other things, but you pass out tracks and you invite me. Thank you for that. But I'll tell you something. It's our responsibility to win souls. I still believe in soul winning tonight. You know, we've been run off from, from communities and places. You know, we've had to go back and take tracks off doors because, you know, maybe the, maybe the manager didn't want, but you know what? We'll just sneak back in next spring, won't we? <laughs> we got run off from a place three times. And that lady said, have I not run you off before? I said, I don't think you ever run me off. <laughs> And I'm being honest, she never run me off. But they'd been some run off. Do you know what? We've knocked in that Mission Glen subdivision over 20 years. I don't know if anybody's ever come most of those 20 years. But George and Miss Tammy sitting back there. Wasn't it worth it? But George, how many years ago has that been? Eight years ago. It went on Saturday morning. We don't even know who did it, but God knows. Somebody knocked on the door. They didn't even come to the door, but they put that door hanger there. And there they are tonight. Amen. Amen. You know what else God knew? Jubilee was growing. And my wife, she's done it all those years with the ladies, but it was, it was starting to get big. And she told me, she said, you need to really pray for me. She said, because the, the, the demand of feeding and cooking and all that stuff, she said, we don't have the kitchen and, and it's just getting bigger. And she said, I said, I'll just keep on, she'll just keep on plowing. But she said, it's getting bigger, you need to pray. And you know what? God saved George. Brother George. God saved Brother George. And you know what? It, it just worked out, didn't it? And that's the way God works. Brother, I'm telling you, look around this church, people's got saved because somebody went to their doorstep. Somebody not, I'm glad, that's why I'm glad to be an independent. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not a Calvinist tonight. Somebody say me. I was preaching back last year. Didn't get invited back. Probably ain't going back. But uh, you know what? That's what I believe. That's what the Bible teaches. And I was sitting back there and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to preach on evangelism. I said, Lord, half of this crowd ain't what? They're, they don't believe in evangelism. God said, that's what I want you to preach on. I didn't get up and blow them out. I just preached the Great Commission. Go, you know, one preach the gospel to every creature. I'm not critical toward them tonight. But don't, don't misunderstand me. But I believe that's in the Word of God, don't you know? We got the right. We got the right uh, tonight beliefs. And I thank God for that. You know, tonight, if there's any question in your heart, if what we are is right, you ought to ask God, you ought to, ask God to settle it tonight. Let me tell you how much you ought to believe what, you, what we believe tonight because it's in the Bible, not because the preacher preached it. You ought to believe it so much tonight that you're determined 
with everything that's in you to raise your children this way. Hmm. Our girls got older. We told them. And I know I've said it here, but it's worth repeating. I said, listen, we didn't raise you Methodist. We didn't raise you Presbyterian. We raised you old-fashioned, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist. I said, now you pray that God will send you an old-fashioned, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing husband. Is that right? That's why I know a situation that worked out. That's great. But don't gamble your children's future on the exception. Keep stick with the rule, friend. Stay with the rule. God will bless you for that. It's scriptural. And I want to say this in closing. I see the last principle. It's successfulness. The Bible said that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Do you know tonight to be what we are? Can I tell you this? It's been proven. Tonight, you're sitting in a church. It's 59 years old. And this is not a perfect church. It never has been. There's been a lot of faces come and a lot of faces go. And I, I, I wish that wasn't the commentary, but that's true in any church. But you look around tonight at the people that have stayed. You look at the people that have been here those years. And you look at others that have came. Y'all have been here 20, 21 years. You look around at people. Some of you have been here, been here 40. Some of you have been here the whole time. But you look at those people that stayed in one church all them years. Look at their life. Look at them tonight. And then look at the people over here that says, oh, you go to one of those churches. We don't go to one of those churches. Look at that crowd. Don't, look, don't listen to, to all the loud noise of what they say about how good of a time they're having, how much things are better over there. Just look at their lives. Look at their children. Look at their children. You might be here tonight and raise your, children, your child in this church and they may not be living for God, but I'm going to tell you what you have that they don't have. You have a solid place that when the Holy Spirit deals with their heart, they've got a place they can come back to. You got a place that, Brother Radry, in the middle of the night, the Holy Ghost can touch her mind and say, you know that church is right. You know your mom and dad's right. You know the way they raised you is right. I don't know a finer Christian couple than them, do you? I've said that many times. I don't know a finer Christian couple than them tonight. And I'm going to tell you something. God can bring, bring that prodigal home because they know where to come back to. But I will tell you, if you go anywhere and everywhere and you take them like to a, a contemporary church or, or you know, you just kind of take them to anything, you know what's going to happen? If they ever do decide to get right with God, they're not going to know the path. They're not going to know where to go to. What about it tonight? It's successful. It works. It still works as we stand. I preached this message. God dealt with me Thursday about it. And really what it is tonight is just reminding us. I think we all need that tonight because the church we have is is under attack in this day and time. You just just go to work and start talking to people about church. And 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 I know tonight if you're a Christian, you're not going to criticize people. If they don't go to a church like ours, I wouldn't do that. When I worked on the job, I'd, 
a public job, I'd hear people talk about some of the things that they call church. And in my mind, I'd think, Lord, I'm glad I don't go there. And I know that some of them don't even know better. I'm not criticizing them. I'll tell you what it did for me. It made me thankful. And it made me determined. God, I'm going to stay where you put me. I'm going to stay what, what, what you've taught me down through the years. Because it come out of this book. Amen. And tonight with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Hey, I want to say first of all tonight. If there's any hesitation. Oh, you ought to get on this altar and say, Lord, I... Help me. Lord, I don't want to be this by choice, but I'm this by conviction tonight. You put that in my soul. And then tonight, you don't have to come, but if the Holy Spirit deals with you, you may want to come tonight and say, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for a good place to go to church. I want to thank you for the word. I thank you, Lord, that I'm an independent, fundamental, by King James, Bible-believing, Baptist. Lord, I thank you for that tonight. While Brother David...